Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Perspectives with Catherine Toon. I'm so glad you're here. And we're going to talk about a juicy topic. If there's no juice, no sense in talking about it. Um, so we're going to talk about what does freedom look like for you? Um, and this is important because we were wired and made for freedom, right? You know, we are engineered for that. The, the, the word of God says where the spirit is Lord, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So guess what? Holy Spirit is inside you. You're engineered for it. Now it's, it's like anything else. Um, you want the real deal, right? Uh, the real version of freedom. How many of you know and have experienced for yourself? Um, what you thought was freedom wasn't really freedom, right? And so, uh, and I, I think when we relate to ourselves in any sinful way of being, um, that it just brings bondage. Uh, eventually it'll, it'll bring bondage because it's not who you really are and who you really are. You get to be free. And so let's talk about this. So we crave freedom. Uh, as that's just who we are. And, you know, we're in the image and likeness of God and God is a very free person. Isn't that the truth? He is relaxed. He's relaxed in his own skin and he, he is free and he's joyful. He's not confused. Uh, he's not, uh, in, in bondage to anything. He loves freely. He has an open heart towards everyone even when it costs. And so he's not in fear. And wherever we're in fear, we're in bondage and we're not free. That's why, that's why perfect love casts out fear because fear brings torment. Fear brings bondage. It is anti-freedom. And when we're trying to, you know, that that's the thing with idolatry is it promises freedom. It promises something and it may deliver a little bit, but then it costs you and you plummet. And, you know, that's just, that's what addictions are all about. Uh, that's what anything that we set up as an idol, uh, it's not freedom, but it looks like freedom. And I think sometimes in our fallen way of be- ways of being, we, uh, you know, we cast off restraint uh, you know, the word of God says where there's no vision, we cast off, cast off restraint. And sometimes restraints are good. Let me tell you where it's good. Where, well, number one, the best type of restraint is self-control. But how many of you know when you, we're, we're growing up, when we're growing up as kids, or sometimes if we're in our areas of immaturity, <laughs> um, we need someone to help us with some controls. You know, anarchy is, is not a good idea. Why? Because people aren't operating in the image and likeness of God in self-control. So we would violate love. So we need some restraints. We need some, wow, let's not speed over, you know, 80 miles an hour. Let's not eat the whole cake, right? Let's not. I mean, that we do need some restraints because those are things saying, you know what? 
this is good. And then any further is not good. And that's where we're supposed to internalize self-control, which is what our, what good parenting is about to help people develop self-control. And, um, uh, cause we need it because that's part of, oh my goodness. Yeah. The fruit of the spirit, Holy Spirit in us. Right. So freedom looks like, um, being able to be who you really are. And who you really are is lovely, joyful, peaceful, patient, <laughs> yeah, true, kind, right? Left or peace, patience, kindness, goodness, good, holy, whole, right? Faithful, right? Self-control, love, or peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, gentle. Uh, sometimes we're just way too cavalier. Uh, and we want run roughshod over other people and that's not freedom. So if my freedoms mess with your freedoms, we may have an issue. Now, if my freedom to walk down the street safely is interfering with your freedom to gun me down, that's not a freedom, right? Okay. Or, or if your freedom to, to walk, if your freedom to walk down the street safely is hampering with my freedom to gun you down. Well, I need to be restrained because that's not real freedom. That's called abuse, right? That's called lawlessness. And so there is, we are under a law and it's the law of love. So that makes it really easy. So it makes it easy and then sometimes makes it hard. Um, but when you boil it down, you can ask yourself, so in my freedom, I'm under the law of liberty. I'm under the law of love. So what does love and freedom look like here? Well, it's not going to look like trampling on you. It's not going to look like belittling you. It's not going to look like taking advantage of you. And it's not going to look like letting you take advantage or belittle me, right? So, right? So this is where healthiness comes from because freedom is not just uh, no restraints at all. Right. So, you know, when your freedom is of, of expression hurts someone, well, you know what? Ding to ding ding. You can't say the law of liberty is going to law violate the law of love. These are God's laws and he will not contradict himself. So your freedoms end where it hurts someone else or, or where it hurts, uh, hurts you. Now you have, uh, free will. So you can pretty much do decide to do anything, but that's not freedom. That's not justified, but it is something God honors in your ability not to choose something that's full of life, not to choose something. He honors your decision to be destructive towards yourself and others. And and that's where we kind of, you know, we, we get confused because God, you know, how can you let that person yada, yada? Well, he let you yada, yada. So, you know, <laughs> he is that way. God is not a control freak. He's a wooer. He's a lover and he is free. So he will woo you. He will convict you or convince you. But, you know, he he's not going to drop a boulder on you to keep on doing something destructive. And so, uh, you know, so, and we get confused sometimes because sometimes it feels like, wow, well, thank God you, you, you don't really care. Like you let that happen. Of course he cares, but he has allowed us to make our own cho- choices because we can't choose love if we can't choose 
uh, apathy or lack of love or hate or whatever. You've got to have, have the freedom to choose that. And so, uh, so and it's interesting because we are in such a culture where, uh, you know, we think, you know, where, where like anything goes and you have the right to choose anything. I mean, God will give you the free will to choose anything, but it's not justifiable from a moral perspective to choose everything. So, you know, when, when the, when the, the sexual revolution hit, well, that was freedom. Uh, the problem with it is people got hurt. Why? Because you were never, it was, it's not a whole thing to hop from bed to bed to bed. It's not, it's not a whole thing to, you know, um, sleep around on each other. It's not a whole thing, you know, honestly to sleep around outside the context of marriage, just because that's a covenant means I value you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm with you for the duration and that creates a safe place for that kind of intimacy. So, you know, we, we can get confused and we can get sucked into things in our culture, uh, that demands freedom of expression, but where that expression hurts others. I'm not saying that we ought to do gag orders, but I am saying ding to ding ding Houston, we have a problem. We need not to be confused. You see, the thing is you can't control other people. We're not given that power that's called manipulation control, but you can control yourself. And so I'm just speaking from this perspective of what do I have? What are freedoms for me? And that's what I titled this. What does freedom look like for you? Because that's the person you have the most power over. You are able to exhibit self-control. So when I'm um, offended by someone well, you know, am I going to vomit all over them? Well, I mean, I could, I could do that. I have the free will to do that, but I'm not justified in doing that. That's why I can operate in self-control. So maybe when I'm really angry, I need to take a step back before I let just anything come out of my mouth. And then, then we have all sorts of mess to clean up, right? And then we hurt each other and then we're back and forth. And then we just have this huge thing. Because I didn't operate in self-control. And that's who you're responsible for, uh, is for yourself. So you have the freedom, uh, to operate in love. And that includes, yay, freedom and a mandate to love yourself, right? Because you're really not free to love anyone else if you can't love yourself. You're a people too. And this is really important because what does that look like? Well, freedom in that place means that, wow, you can create some boundaries of what I allow in my life, what I don't allow in my life, what's, what's okay with me and what I, no, I'm sorry. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't go down in my world. Right. And so, uh, and so, you know, the things that if, if for people that tend to be abusive and things like that, they will kind of go as far as you let them go. And when you don't set up a boundary, that can be a problem. And so they, they're, they're operating in a freedom. Like I get to bully you around. It's like, no, you don't get to bully me around because I, I, I'm going to create a boundary. And if that happens, well, this is going to happen. And I'm not saying telling you what to do, but I am saying what I will do depending on what you do. Right. So if you abuse that again, if you talk to me in that way, again, this conversation's over until you can be respectful. And then I'm happy to talk to you, right? So you can create that. And that is you 
honoring freedom, but also creating boundaries because we do need restraint because we do, we, we have a tremendous amount of power for good and we have a tremendous amount of power for distraction. So freedom is not anything goes in God's economy. Freedom is you're free to express yourself within the constraints of love. And what does love look like? So in the case of, you know, we talked about the um, sexual revolution, all that kind of thing. Well, listen, when your freedom to to have express yourself sexually harms people, well, that's not a, a godly freedom, right? But God wants you to be free in that in in, in your the sexual arena with your spouse and have that be an amazing thing and all of that. And so there, but there are boundaries. We need boundaries. We're not amorphic blobs. We need, we need some, we need some restraints. We need, when I, when I bring up boundaries, a boundary is just saying, this is where I end and this is where you begin, right? And these are the resources I, I invite you and let you do. And these are the, I, no, I don't let you come in there. And I decide that. And you decide that for yourself. And that creates a healthiness, especially when we're able to communicate that and when we're able to, um, enforce it, right? And so that means that gives us freedom to operate within boundaries. Uh, you know, with your kids, go play on the playground, play on anything you want, but stay on the playground. Don't run into the street, right? That, that means there's freedom within boundaries. So God created the boundaries of love. And that's why I'm saying, what does love look like? What does freedom look like? It looks like any expression you have within the constraints of love. And so what is patient? What is kind? What does not envy? What does not boast? What is not proud? What is not rude? What keeps no records of wrongs? What does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth? What always protects, always trusts, always perseveres, love never fails. So what does that look like? Right? And within those, it's, it's, there is the whole universe of expression. I remember talking to someone who, um, you know, at, at one point, uh, basically because I wasn't agreeing with a certain freedom, um, uh, of expression. Uh, and I was just like, I, I just don't think that's a God thing right there. And, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, you're so limited and you're so intolerant and you're so whatever. I'm like, God gave us the entire universe to operate in, in, in a creative fashion within the constraints of love. And if love is too puny for you, uh, you're trying to operate outside of love and there's nothing but death outside of love because love is a person and he is life and he is truth. And so trying to operate as if you're outside of the person of love or the constraints of love and you think there's anything bigger than love, um, it's, it's delusional, actually. <laughs> See, there's nothing bigger. There's nothing bigger than God right? And he's love. So we get to do that. We get to participate in that. We get to bless one another in that. We get to encourage one another in that. You know, as as the sons and, and daughters of God are manifested, there's incredible realms of possibility that, that get to happen. And that's freedom and that's creativity. Uh, but as the sons and daughters are manifested, it's going to be in line 
with love. It's going to be in line with truth. They, none of these things violate each other because it's all one person who is integrous. Integrous is a great word. It means it's the quality of integrity. Okay. So in other words, all parts of God are whole. That's why he's holy. Yeah. And I've got news for you. You're holy too, because you're created in the image and likeness of God. Now where that's not fully manifested, okay, we need some mind renewal, right? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need transformation and unveiling um, to happen because the fullness of that has not been expressed. But whatever's going to be expressed um, will be whole and true and free. Okay, let me let me uh, bring some scriptures uh, to this just so we can enjoy. I, I wanted to actually um, give you the definition of freedom. I'll do that first. Uh, let's see. So freedom, part, parts of the meaning of freedom is the absence of necessity, coercion, constraint, and choice in action. Uh, liberation from slavery, restraint from power, the quality or state of being exempt or released, uh, unrestricted. Um, I love this one. Ease and facility. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm meek, humble, lowly at heart, and I will give you rest. I will not put anything harsh, hard, sharp uh, upon you. For my burden is light and easy to be born. Uh, that's freedom. Boldness of conception or execution. So it kind of gives us some different flavors of the concept of freedom. Um, and, and recently, um, I'm going to read a prophetic word that I heard, uh, the Lord say about freedom. And I, I sent this out recently. And for those of you who are interested in getting regular prophetic words, I send them out a couple uh, times a month. So if you're interested in that to your email, uh, feel free to go to my website, katherinetune.com, and you can get on the email list. And if you decide you don't like it, it's easy to unsubscribe, but people are loving it. So I'm getting so, oh my goodness, such beautiful feedback because God loves to speak to his kids. So anyway, this is what he told me. He says, I am freeing up space. I'm freeing up space in the places that feel heavy and constricted. I'm freeing up space in your mind to grasp possibilities. I have a rainbow of possibilities in the places that feel limited and heavy and bleak. I never made you for constriction. I made you for freedom to be free. Look again. What does freedom look like for you? Let me show you. Look and keep on looking and I will bring it to pass. And so this is the, this is God's heart is, um, is bringing freedom to his kids, right? And so it's a real, it's personal. It's really personal. That's why I asked this question. What does freedom, uh, look to you? So let, let me, uh, give you some, uh, yummy scripture and we can feed on those a little bit. Second Corinthians 3, 17. This is a passion translation. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit and wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Now, isn't that interesting? Because I know we've heard where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, which is true. Uh, but this meaning that was brought out by the passion translation is wherever he is Lord. So God's lordship is a lordship of freedom. And so often because we are, um, 
our, our, our paradigms are within the, our, the natural world. And we're, we think of lordship in the natural world, in our political world, you know, with power structures, right? Politics is so much about power and lording over. And God's lordship is love. And God's lordship actually serves. Um, and it, it turns it on, is on its ear. But there's freedom there. Um, let's see. Uh, Galatians 5.1. Uh, at last we have freedom for Christ has set us free. Notice that's past tense. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse. Oh my goodness. This is a place. This is a place to like, uh, put your holy heels in, right? And just know I'm not going to do it. F- firmly refuse to go back to the bondage of your past. I, Paul, tell you, if you think there is benefit in circumcision in Jewish regulations, that means the law, um, then you're acting as though Christ is not enough. I say it again emphatically. If you let yourselves be circumcised or go back under the law, so he's not trying to put you under the law, except the law of love and the law of liberty, you are obliged to fulfill every single one of the commandments and regulations of the law. That is bondage, right? Let me read Psalm 10714. I just thought it was beautiful. He his light broke through the darkness, and he led us out in freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. Isn't that beautiful? Uh oh, this one's beautiful. John 10 9. This is Passion Translation. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. Isn't that beautiful? God is a God of pleasure and God is a God of satisfaction. His freedom is satisfying. You know, if we think that, that God's, the constraints that God has laid out for us are, um, are heavy and gre- whatever. No, they're just life giving. It's like, well, um, I'm really suggesting that you don't drink that poison. That's not going to be good for you, right? He's smarter than we are, right? And sometimes, uh, we need to be aware. I'm going to read uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 11 through 13, because this is important. It says, it's true that some of you once lived in those lifestyles. He's talking about, uh, ways of being that were, uh, sinful ways of being. But now you have been purified from sin made holy and given a perfect standing before God, all because of the power of the name of the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, through our union with the spirit of our God. So that union's been secured. It's a done deal, past tense. Uh, It's true that our freedom allows us to do anything, but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. So all things are permissible. Not all things are beneficial, right? Um, some have said, um, oh, um, I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything, right? So you can choose to be enslaved to stuff. It's just stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> so choose not to be enslaved. Choose to be, um, to, to practice out your union, your oneness, your freedom in, in Christ, right? Some have said, I eat to live and I live to eat, but God will do away with all. The body was not created for illicit sex, but to serve and worship our Lord Jesus Christ, who can fill the body with himself. And then um, going down um, 
to 1 Corinthians 10 and 29. Uh, and this is kind of talking about our freedoms in relationship with one another, right? So uh, this is 1 Corinthians 10, 29 through 31. I'm talking about someone else's conscience, not yours. What good is there in doing what you please if it's condemned by someone else? So if I voluntarily participate, why should I be judged for celebrating my freedom? Whether you eat or drink or live your life in a way, uh, do that in a way that glorifies and honors God. So let me just ask you, I think we, you know, I asked, what does freedom look like for you? Um, and I think we need to ask in all honesty and authenticity, because we're, we're doing self-evaluation, not to point fingers to other people, okay? This is not us condemning other people, but this is looking at ourselves, right? Because I'm talking about it for you. Because if we all do this, we're, things are going to go really well. And I, th- I think the question is, what does love look like? Because in, in I, I am free and justified to do anything in line with love. And that's love for myself, love for God, and love for other people. And so, for example, if there's a gray area, because sometimes we we uh, like to go back under the law. Well, you know what? No one can drink alcohol. Well, that's kind of silly because Jesus did, right? So the question is, when does my drinking alcohol become abusive? Well, honestly, if it hurts someone else, if we're if I'm drinking alcohol around someone who has an addiction. Okay, that is violating love. Why? Because I'm practicing my freedom, but I'm stepping on your freedom, right? I'm, I'm violating love in my freedom. So that's not free, right? Um, you know, anything, you know, in the marriage, if there's a sexual thing and, and one person is like, uh, no, that's not, that's not working for me. And the other person is, well, you have to because I'm free. No, you don't. Because it's the person with <laughs> that says, no, that doesn't work for me. That's what we honor because that's what love is upholding, right? So what the question is, what does love look like? That's where you're free. That's where you choose to say, I'm free to choose love. I'm free to operate in a way that is lovely for myself, for you, and for others. And if we're operating in that way, we are really representing Christ an amazing, beautiful way. It's true freedom because there's no downside, right? There's no hangover. <laughs> there's no sexually transmitted disease. There's no fallout in the in the marriage or in a relationship, right? Um, there's just no downside. And that's what true freedom does. And that's what uh, walking in love as we're walking in freedom does. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful, you know, and I, and I, and I recommend to you, you know, I I read that prophetic word and the Lord was saying, you know, um, seek me. Let me read that little line again for you as I'm closing out here. He said, I made you for freedom to be free. Look again. What does freedom look like for you? Let me show you look and keep on looking and I will bring it to pass. That's God's heart for you. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Thank you for joining. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.